Welcome back to Let's Talk Shop. You're listening to Season 5, Episode 6, and I'm so happy that you're here today. My name is Therese, and my business is called Small Business Collaborative, and I help small business owners like yourself start and grow their wholesale. I have come from a background in sales in the home and gift industry, and for the last two and a half years, I've been offering courses and one-to-one mentoring to help my clients make more sales, start to sell to shops, get clear on their money and their margins and their prices and grow their businesses. And today we are here to talk about money in particular. We're talking with Jennifer McFarlane, who is the money medium. And I've been working with Jen on my own money mindset for the last, I think, five months now. And it's been a real journey. It's been really, really interesting. And it's opened a lot of uh, possibilities up in my mind where I was perhaps holding back or not thinking things was possible. I guess a practical example to that is that I thought we it would be years before we can buy a house. And yes, it might be still a while away, but actually it's not as far away as I thought. So it's definitely something that I feel that I can work towards. And before working with Jen, I probably didn't really have that belief that I could actually make it happen. So that has been really, really great for me. And uh, I think talking about money and addressing our money mindset and our relationship with money is so important as small business owners and I think it's something that often holds us back which is why I invited Jen to join me today on today's episode to talk about it. I'd love to see where you are tuning in, if you're making, packing orders, walking the dog, Whatever it is, tag me over on Instagram. I'm small underscore business underscore collaborative. At the moment, my sales course, Let's Talk Sales, is open for enrollment. We start on the 11th of May. Doors will be closing at 6pm on the 10th of May and I would love for you to join. I've heard a lot of comments over on my Instagram or in my Facebook group from other business owners that feel that their efforts to reach out to buyers are kind of falling on deaf ears and they're not quite sure what they're doing wrong with their sales or how to address it. Another really common thing that I hear is that sales keep falling down the to-do list as it's kind of a little bit uncomfortable. So when you have time, very little time, it's easy to say, oh, I don't have time to do that. Whew, that's a good thing. But then actually, you probably want to address that and start to grow your sales a bit more proactively. And that's exactly what the sales course is all about. All the details about the course can be found over on my website. I will, of course, pop the link in the descriptions, in the show notes. And if you have any questions about the course or about working together, drop me a DM or an email and I would be happy to help you figure out what the best option is for you. And now let's head straight into my conversation with Jennifer McFarlane, who is the money medium and today's guest on the podcast. 
Hello, Jennifer. Thank you so much for coming on Let's Talk Shop. I'm very excited to have you here on the podcast today. Thank you, Teresa. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of what you got going on here, part of your your podcast. It's going to be great. I think what we've been working on is my money mindset. And I think it's something that comes up a lot when you talk to other business owners. I thought it'd be really good to come and have you as a guest and talk about it a little bit. I feel like women in general, we don't, we're not great at talking about money. And well, I know I'm not always great to talking about money. So it'd be fun to dig into it a little bit. Yeah, well, it's my favorite subject. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to have a lot of fun and hopefully your listeners can, you know, take some of what we talk about today and see where it can help them expand their own lives and their own businesses. Absolutely. I'm sure they will. <laughs> Maybe we start with them. Um, what is your background and tell me a little bit, oh, tell us a little bit about your business and what you do. Okay. So my business was born out of my life experience. I, you know, have had many jobs throughout my life, all from working in a grocery store to a hotel to restaurants. And I was just never really very fulfilled. And neither were my pockets. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I started going down actually a really spiritual path first in yoga and kundalini and then studied hypnosis and self-mind control stuff. So the ability to understand my own mind. And I studied with Bert Goldman hypnosis and just different sort of magical ways of thinking to create more abundance or to create healing in your life. And for not controlling our own minds, or at least in relationship with our own minds, we can almost guarantee that something outside of us is going to do that job. Mm. So it was really empowering to learn this work and all and have that spiritual background in place first. I think that was really important. I think people when they work on money without having a spiritual connection, it can get really, what's the word? It can get really masculine and one-sided and we can kind of repeat what's been done with money over and over again in history mm. instead of wanting to come at it from a better place and wanting it to expand and be able to do better things with it in the world. So yeah. that's where I kind of came from. And then, you know, working through my own money stuff over the years and combining it with spirituality and that ability to tune into my own mind and, and self-hypnosis was, it, it allowed me to go from waking up to having debt that I didn't even know about because I did not have a good relationship with money myself at one mm -hmm. point and realizing I needed to make a difference. I wanted to, I wanted to feel different about money. I didn't want to be somebody who didn't have it. I didn't want to be somebody who didn't feel good about it. So I put my mind to work first with some kind of spiritual practices and then the money medium was born. So the work that I do now from my own life experience and stuff that I had been through and stuff that I had learned now allows me to work with people all over the world. I mean, I, I usually now have a booked out schedule six months in advance to work one-on-one -on -one with people. And 
it's such a pleasure to see people change their lives working with money because most of the time people have this idea that money's something very separate from themselves from yeah. their lives from anything that they should acknowledge from their spirituality when really it's a huge part of everything that we do it's a huge part in everything we do on a daily basis it's a huge part of our relationships and when we use money as a tool to understand ourselves better and our patterns and how we think it's it can be seen as a gift from that aspect so i now work with people and help them adjust how they work with money their relationship with it and of course help them attract more money and more confidence with money in their lives so i love what i do it's it's become quite a passion and I can't imagine doing anything else now. I love that. I think it's such a... I never realized before I started my business, even if oh, I come from a background in sales where, of course, we talk numbers all the time. Yes. But, but I, I never really realized that I would need to work on my money mindset. And I, I never really... I mean, if you would have told me about it five years ago, I would be like, oh, what kind of woo-woo thing is that? <laughs> like, like I, I don't need to work on my money mindset. I don't know what that is. But but uh, when I started my business, I think gradually I realized, actually, I must have some kind of mental blocks about wanting to grow my business. And where could those come from and I think a big answer to that is money yeah. and I never would have known that unless I started this business so I think it's quite amazing I think that we all also we talk about money you know when we learn about money growing up and even as teenagers when we have very little or like as uni students or whatever we openly talk about money with our friends and family and then at one stage in life we stop that yeah it's interesting, isn't it? Like money, if you really look at the, the journey of money throughout your life from when you were a kid, what it was like, what it was talked, how it was talked about, you know, what you, did your parents argue about it? How did you feel about money when you were young to then hitting those teen years where maybe you had a job, you had your own money, what you did with it. And then the 20s for most people are a bit of a write-off when it comes to money. <laughs> <laughs> and then... I find then it, you know, we're taught that money is just about make as much as you can, do it the best way that you can, the, the most honest way, which I agree with. But we are never taught to ask ourselves how we really feel about money, what our mm. real belief systems are about money and how that could be impeding on our success. Because I, I do work with a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people that want to start businesses. And what I've seen is if people don't work on their money, like, the roots of money before mm -hmm. or the you know their money mindset or their money relationship or how it's been built their belief systems around it while or before they're getting their business running and usually what usually many years you know it's it's a lifelong journey yeah being with money and because it's 
a big part of our lives and we're always in a different state with it. But if people never work at the roots of it, a lot of things don't happen the way that they want them to happen. They seem to get stuck in places and don't understand why they get stuck, you know, can't bust through different levels of income. Or not and... want daring to dream to bust through those levels, I think. Yeah. Whatever. I, I mean, not everyone wants to make a ton of money. Yeah. But I think that if you don't want to make money, you know, you have to know why is that? Yeah. Because like what I think in my business, I was always thinking, oh, if I replace my salary, that will be enough. But then I realized that actually, well, then I don't know if I can save enough to buy a house. I don't know if right. I can do all the things I want to do. And I don't think I would have realized that if I didn't work on my right. money mindset. It's a big one. And I always like to start with people on that. Like, why? Why do you mm. want more money? Because if if people go about money just wanting more of it, it leaves money in a really empty state. It doesn't have any meaning. You just want more money to have more money, which yes. is <laughs> um, where the world has gone wrong for many. Yeah. And it's like, if you know, when we have goals, it's almost like setting a goal that you never know when you're going to achieve it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no time frame to it. There's no. So it actually has you not in relationship with it. Whereas when you have a list of, you know, I, I would like to do this. I would like to, yeah, own a house. I would like to perhaps leave a legacy to my children or at least leave them enough money so that they have a head start in life. Or, you know, some for some people, it's wanting to put their kids through private education. For some people, yeah. it's they want the designer bags. For some, you know, it is so different and individual for each person. Like, for me, I would probably spend a lot of my money on spiritual growth, even to this day. It wouldn't yeah. surprise me if in my 50s, I'm like, okay, the kid's gone. I'm <laughs> going to go off to India for a year. Although India doesn't really attract me because I'm a bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to cultural changes. But I always want to be growing and learning yeah. and becoming the best person I can. So I'm that's where I want and put a lot of money, right? But I also want to, I want to learn how to grow personal wealth because it was never shown to me. I didn't grow up around people that had wealth. I It was never something my parents talked about. And it, when I say wealth, I don't mean billions and billions of dollars and hoarded in bank accounts, I mean, having enough money so that I can live my older years in a relaxed state where perhaps I'm still learning, still growing and without worry and die with the ability to leave some money to charities that I would want to support or to my child to help him get a head start. So you've got to know why your why, like a lot of people in business talk about like your why, why are you doing it? Yeah. Well, you should be asking that about your money. Why? Why do you want it? And yeah. if you can't answer that question, you need to dive in a little deeper. And I think if you think you don't want it, I think you should ask yourself, why do I not want it either? Because like yeah. a lot of people get stuck in the, it's kind of like an old paradigm of, 
I don't want to chase money. I don't want my life to be about money. It's like a protective but that's mechanism. Also, it's dirty in a way. It's like a bit yeah. taboo, right? I don't want to be a bad person. And yeah. bad people are the people that talk about money and think about money. And, you know, that might have been true on some level in our history. But I'm saying we need to stand up and change that. We need to yeah. become the game changers with money. We need to go, yeah. And unless you're asking yourself why you want it, you can't know what your intention is with it. Do you find that women and men have a different attitude? This is generalizing. Mm -hmm. Do they have a different attitude when it comes to money? Do you feel? Um, yes. <laughs> My experience is that, yeah, there's a big difference actually in how women and men feel about money. Now, yeah. this is generalized. Of course, there's very individual things there too. Yeah. But on a grand scale, from my experience, men, and this comes from patriarchal roots too, men seem to want money and they also know that money is a system that kind of they're a part of whereas women yeah. feel like they're not a part of at a deep level because it's been that way for a while right yeah and I think as women especially when I mean I don't have children myself but I know when women maybe take a pause from earning yeah or contributing it, yes it's there's so much of yourself tied up in that oh I feel yeah so much happens there and I just my experience is that when women start to grow a relationship with money they mm. become really good at it men mm. they don't even really want to become that good at it unless their accountants <laughs> are in that yeah. field they just you know they're kind of like met here this is the money. <laughs> this I mean, like, it's so funny you say that because, like, I think that's how it is. And, uh, like, you know, my husband has always wanted to make money and he has no shame in saying that. But he has very little interest, you know, when I talk, tell him about what we talk about or, like, what I want, what I'm doing about it. <laughs> he doesn't really care. <laughs> I know. And this is why I think women are the like they're the game changers and the leaders of this next stage of our human evolution because we when we get involved with money, we care about it differently. And mm -hmm. it we want something different from it and we want it to do something different. It's we want it to feel good coming in, we want it to feel good going out. We really want to feel that flow of it. Mm -hmm. Um we want to we want to do good with it whereas i find a lot of men with money they'll make decisions based on more money which isn't yeah. bad but it's like i'll give to a charity i don't really care what the charity does but the donation gives my business a benefit that's all that matters right mm. and for women it needs to matter like mm. women really care i don't think men in general, again, I'm, this is like really generalizing and I know it's an era of time where this could be a difficult conversation, mm. but, you know, men don't generally care who or where their leather shoes came from. Women or the feminine energy is starting to ask, where is this coming from? Why mm. does this make a difference? Why should we care about the workers creating these products? Like, 
women are in this movement of making the world a better place. And yes, some men are in on that too. But yeah, in of course. Big way, women are basically screaming, we want to make a difference here. That's why they're getting into business to begin with. And more bis- uh, women are starting businesses than men at the moment, I think. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's just the way been going for a little while now mm-hmm. i think in terms of like talking about money i find found particularly over the last um year you know some people that i work with or that i gotten to know for this kind of small business community have had a really successful 2020 mm-hmm. their businesses has grown more than they would have dreamed of in the start of 2020 mm-hmm. and i think that it's gone fast and there's you know there's a bit of guilt there guilt for being successful when others are struggling guilt particularly during the pandemic have you mm-hmm. noticed that and do you have any tips on how someone might reframe that yeah i have experienced that as well many people that i've worked with had a really successful 2020 and yeah. it's it's a tough one. I think there's a lot of people want to be protective in a way that they're not, you know, rubbing something in somebody's face that maybe isn't doing well, right? Mm-hmm. There's that. I don't want to, like, people don't want to take on that I'm bragging when somebody's struggling. Yeah. And we need to be mindful of that, of course, because, you know, I was just saying to a client earlier today, you wouldn't show up to somebody's house that, you know, they're paralyzed or they're in a wheelchair and say, oh, my legs feel so strong today, right? We yeah, wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to be compassionate and empathic. And, and also, if you've done well, find places that you can share money and, and yeah. lift those places up. But you want to, f- it's so important to acknowledge and celebrate your success. Because if we don't do that, then time keeps going. And you know what? There's another goal to get to. And people that never stop and celebrate their success in some way, even if that's stopping by a bakery and getting yourself a delicious cookie that you love and you can spend a moment going, I did this, Mm -hmm. right? Because partying and celebrating looks a little different these days than it did even a year and a half ago. But if we don't stop and do that, you'll you get to a point in your life where you will believe that you haven't accomplished much, even if you've done and accomplished a lot. So every little step that you accomplish and grow and where more money comes into your life, you want to stop and be in gratitude and acknowledge that. I think there's also people from a deep root are afraid of money, right? People Yeah. I mean, you might feel judged by other people if you you feel that you would be judged if you did come into money even if it's you worked really hard for that money Mm -hmm. well that's how we're taught we're supposed to right it's supposed Mm. to you're supposed to work very hard for your money and even if i'm saying that i can feel it's part of an old paradigm oh i've always felt that (laughs) (laughs) 
It, none of us want to be worked so hard that we're exhausted and can't enjoy the other aspects of life. We mm-hmm. want our work to feel like part of our lives and a passionate part of our lives so that we have still that energy and passion to live out all of the other aspects of our lives, right? But the fear, so, you know, I've worked with, I've worked with people that make 20000 a year and I've worked with people that have millions of dollars invested. And it's funny because people with money or sometimes the more money people get, they become afraid of anybody knowing that they have that kind of money. And usually that came from parents talking about, don't tell them how much money you've got. Don't Mm -hmm. let anybody know you've got money. Almost like if you've got it, somebody's gonna try to take it from you. Yeah. So that's a fear that lingers in people's subconscious, but also movies. Movies play a huge part in activating fear around money. If you look at all of the movies that have money, not even in the title, but they're about money, it's usually, I'm still to this day looking for a movie that is a strong, positive money movie. I have not found one. Yeah, no, they actually all like... I mean, the people that are the wealthy ones are kind of assholes sometimes. <laughs> like yeah. they're portrayed that way. I'm not saying exactly. they are, but, yeah. But 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 you know they are like chauvinistic or they are like you know they might do some good things, but they're often the bad guys. Like yeah, they're the they're too strict dad or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that is. It's it's a really weird thing that. It's- programming and that's it's the same thing in the news and everywhere if you look you know it might feel like new information that there's money issues in the world right now and they might be a little stronger than they've ever been but there's also a lot of people doing well we we can't just look at the one side and if you look back over the last 200 years you would see that in the media in the news it's always been the same story. They've been telling the same story. There's there's a problem with money, right? Mm. So money itself has never had a chance actually to just be a good thing. It's never yeah. been allowed to be a good thing. Yeah. So if you show up saying money's a good thing, it's kind of a foreign <laughs> people in the room might be like, mm, you know, start judging this person because they're doing something different they're saying something different yeah and people want you i feel like there's this thing where people want you to be successful but only to a certain degree oh yeah people like to keep you in their their own limited boxes right because if you do too well then you you must must be doing something wrong yeah but you can be a good person you can be a kind person you can be a smart business person and you can run yeah. a successful business and still be a nice person. Like Absolutely. You could have well, lots of money in the bank and still be a good person. And yeah. if you have more, you can do more for others. Absolutely. Too. And I think it should be all of our goals to, you know, not that it needs to be main priority goal, but if you look at how important money is in your life right now for mm-hmm. the times that we're living in, we should all be opening up to allowing more money into our lives so that 
we can create more for ourselves, mm-hmm. but also so that we can give more so that we can actually change how money is used. You know, yeah. and I think if we if we really thought about it, you know, anyone that is listening, if we thought about it, if someone gave us, I don't know, a hundred thousand pounds tomorrow, like, and said, "I'll do something good," you know, what would you do with it? You, you could do. So- I'm sure everyone listening, or most people at least, would probably have like a few things they would do that wasn't for themselves, like to help others. I think if we have money, we. We want to yeah. share that around, whether it is mm-hmm. buying a house so that your children has, you know, yeah. a safe home or whether it's helping your parents or helping a friend or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Or helping somebody out in your community that know you know or you've heard is struggling or, mm. you know, I always liked um There was a show one time that I saw that was called like The Secret Millionaire or something. And they yes. would show up and they would, out of the blue, help certain families or they would find out that people were struggling and swoop in and and give them a check, right? Yeah. For a million dollars and it would change their lives. And there's just, I that's why we want more of it. So that, yeah, we can change our lives because we do need to fill our own cups first. It's important to remember that. Yeah, um, but if you then have that, then you can give more in the future. Yes. You will always be able to give from an overflowing cup. The yeah. A lot of people think it's, um, you know, sort of that martyr, martyr, the desire to come from a place of if I'm struggling, I can help people. Or if I'm at a level of struggle, I'm more real. People have some strange things that go through their mind about struggling is a better place than being wealthy. And mm. if you really think about what you can do, not what anybody else is doing, but what you could do with more, right? You can, you can, you can give more, you can help more, you have more time to volunteer, to to be there for other people, to talk on the phone. I mean, I know people that work three minimum wage jobs and don't have time for any of that stuff where they would like to be giving, where they would like to spend time with their talking to their kids on the phone, but they they're working so hard that they don't get to live that part of their life. And it make that makes me like, I I don't think that that we're going off a little track (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) We also need to fight for higher minimum wage. I believe we're moving into a place where a lot of people will become subcontractors, freelancers, entrepreneurs, and hire <sighs> out their own gifts. But yeah. minimum wage needs to go way up as well. What What is being called a, a living wage right now isn't actually a living wage. No, it's, I mean, things cost a lot of money. And also like, what is, you know, living wage? I mean, if, if it means that you could never really, I mean, afford holiday or yeah. afford a home or Saving. afford maybe a treat every now and then, is that actually is, living wage? Is that living? You know? is that living? Yeah. It's surviving. It should be called a surviving wage. Yeah, and I, you know, below living wage, you have minimum wage, which is even less, which is basically uh, below the poverty line. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think we need to uh, going back to like buying that in with business. I think that yeah. we need to 
learn to value our own time and I think that's why it's so important to talk about money when you're a business owner yeah and value life value that you're alive and there's a lot more to life than working 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 and not getting to enjoy travel time outside in nature time with your family Mm. friends playing you know that and it's okay to have enjoy your work and have time off yeah because and that's the importance of doing work that makes you feel passionate because yeah. we need that balance of feeling like we're here for a reason in life yeah you know otherwise we tend to fall into feeling very robotic and that we don't have choice mm-hmm. and when you have a business you have choice you've created a business hopefully so that you can have choice. And the more money that you allow into your life, the more space and time for choice you have. So when we're talking about, you know, retail businesses, which I know that's, you work with a lot of people in the retail business and selling of products and stuff. When you're selling something and you're receiving the fair value exchange for that thing, And the more money that is exchanged, the more things that you sell, then you might have to grow your team because you always want to maintain a balance so that your business is not exhausting you. There's, Mm -hmm. you need to have that, the balance of life you, and you will always only reach a maximum of what you're able to do on your own, right? We're not, unfortunately, you know, we're all super (laughs) super women super super women but um we also are very human and we have limitations on our output right yeah i mean we all do and i think you have to also look at it if i grow my business then i'm going to need to hire more people and that in itself helps another person because that creates jobs yes and you know come at it with the intention to be able to pay the people that you hire pay them to pay them well because we want to in my world money isn't just about changing our own lives individually that's a huge part of it but it it does change the world the hands that money comes into has the ability to change the world yeah. so the moment you hire somebody and pay them a higher wage than they were making before or able to give them a bonus that maybe they weren't able to have before we're allowing wealth to grow in the world in different ways too yeah that's yeah i i mean i could talk about spread the wealth <laughs> spread the wealth i know yeah, i could talk about it forever <laughs> it is so fascinating because there's so many things i mean like pretty much everything now ties into it like you know yeah. because we needed to do any of the things that yeah. A lot of, not everything, but we needed to do a lot of the things that we enjoy and we needed to have the peace to enjoy those things we enjoy without stressing about putting food on the table. Yeah. Well, you know, when we're, when we're, when we're struggling for mm. those basics, it's very hard to elevate to more spiritual realms, right? Mm. Because when, when you have to make sure that your basic needs are being met that takes all of your time and energy that's survival mode Mm -hmm. and when you're stuck in survival mode it's really hard to elevate up and think about somebody else's needs Mm -hmm. right because all of your energy goes towards taking care of your own 
your own needs. So the better we get at money, the more intelligent we get with money, the more in tune. Because intelligent, I don't mean that based on like what a financial advisor would say. Not just that, because sometimes it's not the right thing for an individual to follow blindly what somebody else says. You've got to tune into for why you want it, what good it would do for your life and what the best decisions for you would be, right? Mm. It's individual. We've got to allow yeah. money to be an individual process. And then you grow intelligently in your own way to create it how you want to be with it. So what would you say for a small a business owner? Yep. But mainly, I guess we have product-based businesses uh, that listen to this podcast, whether they have a small shop or they have, mm -hmm. you know, a product-based business. What would your top tips be for working on your money mindset mm. to allow your business to grow so I think some of the first things to do would be to sit down and yeah answer the question why do you want more money and write down just let your mind unfold what you want more for because mm. until you know that it's really hard to attract more to you then you know really get into what your product does for other people you know, if it's clothing, how does it make them feel? How does it brighten up their day? If it's water bottle, why is it, why does it make a difference? I think that's an important question to, to ask when you're wanting to sell anything is mm. what difference does it make? Like what's the part that I'm playing in the bigger world here, right? Even if it's a product always has purpose, right? It always Subtle. has a purpose. Otherwise it wouldn't there's no reason for it to be made right yeah and it could just be it doesn't have to be super deep right it could nope. be like earrings oh they will make the person feel confident or yep. like pretty yep. or fun <laughs> we've seen things like what with the billy bob teeth right it was like <laughs> like they're just they make people laugh it brings yeah. humor to a room it's or it's for a costume, it upgrades a costume. So it doesn't matter how big or deep that purpose is, but get into it. Know mm. what part you're playing there as the owner of the business of that product, right? Yeah. Uh, because then you're also getting touch in the value exchange. Here's the value. I'm exchanging actually humor. I didn't just create Billy Bob teeth. I, I created something that has an exchange that creates smiles in the world. Right. It makes people laugh. It spreads joy then. I, yeah. I mean, that's priceless, right? All of a sudden. Exactly. And that is a, that was a huge company. I don't know how they're doing now, but it was a multi-million dollar business when yeah. they first came out. So you've got to, when you start to acknowledge that you're playing a part in something bigger vibrationally, that it activates something different than just, I want to sell a product. That, mm. I just want to sell a product, is very empty. It's like, mm. I want, I'm selling an empty product and I want to exchange empty money. Whenever you can emotionalize something, mm. it ups the vibration of anything. So mm. getting into that would be really helpful. And then I would, you know, always suggest money mapping out. If you know that you want to create this much money in your life and you can work backwards, you can do that on a big timeline and base it on like over 10 years, I would like this to happen. But even if you just do it over a month, right? This is how much my life costs. 
I would like to be able to cover those costs from sales of this product or sales of this thing and then work out. So as soon as you can prove it to your mind that in order to do that, minus all of the costs and the tax, I would need to sell this much in order to personally profit that much. So when Mm -hmm. you know what that number is, it proves to your mind that it's possible. So, and when you're able to do that with your brain, when you can prove to the brain that that's possible, the brain, the mind then goes out and starts to, it starts looking for ways to make that happen. I mean, I think that is so good. I always say, you know, it's good to get clear on your numbers in the sense like, how many do I have to sell to reach my goal? Because yep. like if you were selling those earrings that made someone feel confident, right? Mm-hmm. Say you had to sell, I don't know, 300 earrings to make your goal for the month. Yep. Then you're making 300 people mm-hmm. feel more co- feel more confident. Yeah. That is amazing. It's not yeah. just about the earrings then. Yeah. And I would really, with anybody, I would also get them to look back at their history mm-hmm. around money, what their what their family was like, what their paradigm of growing up was like around money and make sure that their, their deep, if there's any deep belief belief systems, which we all have in a deep layer there somewhere thing that make us believe that money is not, not good. Um, that it's the root of all evil, you know, some of those basics. Um, but you know, in the depths, there can be things like if you were bullied, it can be a confidence thing where you don't feel good enough. And if so, if some of those things are in your past, you can connect it to how it works with money in your life now. You know, if you don't feel good enough to receive that five, 10, 20, hundred thousand dollars a month, whatever it is that Mm. you decide is your, your space to work with money, then you need to work on those, those deep places too, because if those aren't worked on, they show up, they always show Mm. up somewhere and many times, right? Because those things tend to pattern, they'll show up and then, you know, over years, you get over it and then something else will show up again down the road and boom, there's a problem, right? Or yeah. you can't bust through that certain space or you get fired and you have to start all over again or, so, you know, and it looks like it's happening on the outside world, but it, those things are always a reflection of what's happening at our deeper states. What do you think is some of the indicators to say that you maybe need to work on your money mindset? You know, for example, like, oh, you uh, you can never seem to hold on to money. Yeah, that's a big one for people. Look at how you are with money. If you have debt, I'm not saying that there's a problem. You know, debt, it's not a problem. Debt is manageable. You can mm-hmm. do all kinds of things with debt. But you want to notice how you are with debt. If you avoid it, if you're scared of it, if you're always worried about money, then there's deeper things going on, right? If waiting for money to show up to make you happy, there's deeper things going on because that's not money's job. Your job 
is to make you happy. Yeah. Money's job is to show up and help you create the life that you want to live. But if you can't act, if you're unhappy in life, that has nothing to do with money. So if money becomes the complaint, then you need to look at your relationship with it. If you if you know that you want bigger things in life, bigger might not be the right word, different things in life than what you're getting and you're not feeling fulfilled, not feeling satisfied, then you got to look at your money mindset. You got to look at where, why you're not feeling satisfied, why you're not able to go after the things that would make you feel more fulfilled. Because mm -hmm. I know one thing, we're all here on this planet. We get this life in this physical body as who we are right now. And we're meant to have a good life. That's why we're here. And so if you feel like your life isn't good, then there's probably something going on with money. I know it sounds mm. crazy, but money is actually a, a really spiritual tool to use. It allows you to evaluate yourself. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like the whole, I like what you said, you know, it shouldn't you shouldn't depend on money to make you happy. Yes, you can be happy by having lots of things that money bought, but you know, that's yeah. not what actually made you happy. Yeah. Like happiness, we should be able to sit here and activate happiness out of nowhere yeah. for no reason, just because it feels good to be alive. Mm. Right? It's amazing. We have like, if we have this one life, <laughs> Or, yeah. you know, in this life, it's our responsibility for our own, we're responsibility, responsible for our own happiness. You know, yes. right? Yeah. And a lot of people lose their feeling of happiness because their, their conversation is around something because of money. Mm -hmm. And you give away your power when you do that. When you try to give money the job of an emotional support, you know, money, mm. I'm waiting for money to make me feel like this. Yeah. It's never going to happen. You have to feel that way first. You have to teach yourself or find out why you don't feel that way. And then money won't feel that way. Yeah. I actually had a friend when I was in uni and he would, whenever he broke up with a, a boyfriend, mm -hmm. he would feel sad and his mom would send him money and he would go on a shopping spree. Mm. And it was like he felt more loved by getting those things. Ooh. And it was, mm. I mean, we got to come, like, I came with him several times on shopping sprees. But, like, it, it was just, now I'm like, oh. Yeah. And I'd be really interested to see now, as an adult, how his relationship with, if he still works with money in that way. To make him feel happy, yeah, found a way to mm -hmm, to act because that's really about self love. You know, when you break up with somebody, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, your heart is broken, right? Mm. So, how do we heal ourselves? Is a big yeah. as well. I mean, for him, it was Prada. <laughs> it was like, yeah, that did it. I love it. Yeah, you know what? Those things do work for a moment. They work yeah. for a moment. Because they activate the serotonin and the chemicals in the body that make us feel good, right? Yeah. But then, you know what? The problem's still there. The heart's still yeah, broken. So, very much true. Uh, but a lot of people that I've worked with that would have had similar things or where yeah. maybe parents were divorced, so they tried to buy the kids love with 
presents and money and gifts like that. They become dependent on that being money's job, right? And it's Mm. not money's job ever to make us feel good. So that's when you become a powerful player with money is when money does not have an influence on your emotions. That's a powerful place to be no matter how much you have or don't have. I mean, like, I, as much as you work on your money mindset, I think it it's a process to get to that state. Because you might feel yeah. like that some days. <laughs> yes. But then other days, you're just like, oh, I just want this one thing and then I will be happy. <laughs> yeah, and you will be for a little while. <laughs> um, or it's like, you, you, you know, you look at your bank account one day and there's, lots in there and you feel great about it. And then you look in there the other, the next day and maybe a bunch of stuff came out and you allow it to make you feel not so good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just for a moment, you know, like you knew what was coming out. It's still a shock to the system. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So we need to teach our systems like that feeling of security. It comes from within, not from having money. We need to teach ourselves to feel secure, not based on money, not based on how much there is or isn't. I yet. love that. I think that it's just so fascinating. And it's such a, like, that is a goal, you know? That is actually a goal that is <laughs> tangible. Uh, well, yeah, you know, it makes it clearer. Yeah. So tell us, because you do book out quite quickly, yeah. but um, if uh, anyone listening are interested to learn more about money Mm. and all the things that you do where can they find you i do have lots of videos on youtube that's always Mm -hmm. a great place for people to start so the money medium on youtube and soundcloud i have some meditations sort of hypno visualizations that help to activate different frequencies of money so that on a vibrational level you're allowing yourself to have more that it's a big one for people it sounds so simple but it's always needing work and then I do have my one-on-one six month sessions coming up that I will be opening up in June so once those are booked those will be booked fully until December yeah that's I think I signed up over November for January yeah. start right yeah so yeah. yeah and then you're on Instagram I am on Instagram at the money medium and Facebook at the money medium and I do have a few group things I have the masters of the subconscious where we have a group meeting every month and then there's a hypno visualization library that goes with that so that's always open great I think for the first time I watched you was which was a video about the kind of money mandalas i don't know what you call them actually but your debt had to kind of visualize you yeah uh, paying down your debt i i I don't know how to describe it you probably do this better than me it's a way to pay off debt that snowballs it i've had people i've had one person pay off a hundred thousand over a year i myself used that system and paid off sixty thousand over a year so there's it's an it's a way to get in a system because a lot of people when it comes to paying off debt (laughs) have really horrible systems that they don't grow and learn from yeah um so it's you have to have want to have the desire to be 
free of debt. But that, yeah, using money mandalas, it's it's a fantastic way to. And it's very practical, I thought, like yeah. that video. Oh, it's on your IGTV, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just very practical. I, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I'm uh, glad you love that. I love... I love helping people work with that. I think it's powerful. Yeah, because it it makes it so legible to see it like that. It's just and it makes uh, it not the bad guy, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, I mean, it makes it guy. cute. And like you know, you can color it in with different fl- uh, colors. Creative piece of art, totally. <laughs> yeah, people and can are going to be like, "What me. is this thing?" Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah you gotta have fun with your money even the money that you owe yeah yeah yeah, which you might you know as a retail business you might owe money in your business because a lot of people have to buy stock right yeah so you gotta get a relationship with it yeah or personally you know if you yeah we're bad with money in your 20s for example oh and it still (laughs) lingers there yes (laughs) that's what happens it is but thank you so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with us um it's been great i could talk about this as i said that i know you could do for (laughs) for a long time hour just went by when i'm talking like 15 minutes yeah (laughs) because it's fascinating when you start talking about money i think it becomes less um, less awkward and i really think we need that Yes. Uh, And I always say, particularly as women in business, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. What a great conversation. And I hope your listeners can gain some confidence in growing a relationship with their money and, and in their businesses. Absolutely. I hope so too. Thank you so much, Jennifer. And thank you to all of you who are listening. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, if you would take a moment to rate and review it over on Apple Podcast, I would really appreciate it. It really, really helps the podcast grow and find more listeners and hopefully help more business owners grow their businesses. This week, I'm going live each morning to talk about selling over on Instagram. If you're a newsletter subscriber, you will have received all the timings. Otherwise, you can find them over on my Instagram grid. And I hope that you can join me there. If you can't make it in the morning, I will be saving all the videos over on my IGTV so you can catch up later. I will be back next week with another episode and I hope that you will join me then. Have a really really lovely week and thank you so much for listening